Welcome to episode 49, friends. We are going to have a great conversation today because it's going to be really practical and it might feel a little bit awkward, but the goal is it feels awkward maybe today while we're talking, while you're listening, but you are going to walk away feeling a lot more comfortable saying no, setting boundaries. Some of us really struggle with being a people pleaser. We don't want to make things awkward. We don't want to disappoint people. And so we wind up being way too flexible with our boundaries. But no more, my friend. We are going to get really practical. We're going to practice these skills. And you're going to feel a lot more confident and comfortable just saying no when it's necessary. We obviously don't always have to say no, but we need to be ready and able and willing when it is necessary. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Before we dive in, I do want to invite you because we are right in the middle of our 50th episode celebration. And I want to invite you to be a part, to join with us, celebrate with us. There are three things going on in the celebration and it's not too late, friends. And so let me take just a minute, make sure you have all the details so that you can celebrate what God is doing in 50 episodes of the Love Your People Well podcast. Um, And first, let me just slight side note there. If you haven't yet subscribed to follow the podcast, um, it's right there, the little button, at least in Apple Podcasts, it's right there at the top of the podcast page. There's like a little plus sign or it might say follow, um, might say subscribe. They change the language, you know, but (laughs) it's right there at the top. Hit that button. And that way, when there are bonus episodes, when there's a new release of an episode, it just pops right up. You don't have to think about it. Don't have to worry about it. It's there waiting for you. And I'm saying that because this past Monday, we had a bonus episode kicking off the 50th episode celebration with all the details. Um, So you might have already listened to that. And if that's the case, just hit that like forward button a few times and dive into today's episode. But if you missed all the details, let me give it to you in a quick summary. Right now, we are in the middle of our podcast review giveaway. So if you scroll halfway down the podcast page, you'll see a button that says write a review. Click on that, leave a five star, you know, leave your little blurb, leave a written review for this podcast, take a screenshot before you hit submit, and then tag me on Instagram, send me an email, send me a copy of that screenshot, and that is an entry into the giveaway. That's going to close down on Monday, friends, Monday at 5 p.m., Eastern time. The giveaway closes down. I will randomly pick a winner to announce in the 50th episode, which happens on Tuesday. Um, But you don't want to miss that, okay? The gift package includes free coffee. (laughs) We could probably could stop there. Free coffee, a She Reads Truth Bible, and two awesome books. The book Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas, as well as the book Come to the Family Table by Ted and Amy Cunningham, a comedian, a pastor, wonderful encouragement for your marriage and your family. You know you want to win, okay? So leave that written review, take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me. It's at loveyourpeoplewell. But that's not all, friends. The 50th episode celebration, it kicks off with the giveaway. We're right in the middle of that. Every day this week, I've been going live inside the Facebook group with biblical encouragement about marriage and motherhood and mental health. So hop into the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. If you're not yet in the group, it is not too late. Join us in there. Be encouraged. Be equipped. And you need to be in the Facebook group for the closeout of our celebration. 
which is happening next week. Okay, next Wednesday, October 27, 2021, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are having a free live workshop inside our Facebook group. The workshop is all about how to stay calm and connected when life is driving you a little bit crazy. How can we practically handle those hard emotions, the frustration, the annoyance in a way that helps us stay calm instead of getting angry and stay emotionally connected with our kids, our husband, our friends? How do we stay in the moment with our people and handle those hard emotions? It's going to be really practical, really encouraging, and I want you to be there, my friends. So that is happening Wednesday the 27th at 2 p.m. If you can't join us live, there will be a replay inside the group. But again, join us in the Facebook group because that's where a lot of this is happening. Either right here on the podcast, we've got the review giveaway, leave that written review, take a screenshot, get a copy, that's your entry, or get me a copy, I should say. That's your entry into the giveaway. I'm announcing the winner. Um, on Tuesday the 26th in episode 50 and join us in the Facebook group for daily encouragement this week, um, part of the celebration and for our live workshop on the 27th. So I just wanted to recap that, invite you to join us, praise God for what he is doing in these first 50 episodes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But now friends, let's circle back to today's conversation. How do we say no? How do we set healthy boundaries? How do we do that without ruining all of our relationships, upsetting people, causing a lot of conflict? Let me just pause and say there, if you're worried about conflict, there's a link in the show notes right now, a free copy of my 10-point conflict resolution checklist. That might be a really helpful resource for you. Um, But we are talking today about not just how to say no, but how to handle that fallback so that You don't have to deal with conflict, okay? But if that makes you nervous, grab a free copy right now. Have that tool in your tool belt. And now, friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Friends, I can hardly believe that it was way back in episode 13 that we last really talked about boundaries. And in that episode, I promised an upcoming episode about the practicalities of how to say no because we will never have healthy boundaries if we cannot say no to people, to opportunities, to things that come up that might be great things, but for a variety of reasons, we need to say no. But so many of us struggle with being people pleasers. We cannot, uh, we cannot stand the discomfort and the awkwardness of saying no, and our boundaries suffer as a result. And it was way back in episode 13 that I said, we are working on this. It was in the back of my head and it's something I've thought about. And, you know, then I'm prepping for episode 50 and like a celebration and what have we done? And this is awesome. And I realized I never actually did that episode. So 
my apologies if you've been waiting all this time, then you are a very patient woman and you are going to be really excited for our conversation today. And if you weren't listening way back in episode 13, that might be a good starting point because we talked in that episode about what boundaries are, why they are so important, and some examples from scripture of boundaries. Um, But I am going to share a few things today before we jump into the practical action steps of how to get more comfortable saying no, how to figure out when to say no, how to actually do it, and how to handle the possible fallout from it. Let's be honest, sometimes people don't handle it well. I do want us to start by looking at examples in scripture of when Jesus the Son of God, the one who we are striving to be more and more like, said no. He said no to people. He said no quite frequently, and he always did it with kindness, and he always did it for a good reason. And so we are going to start by looking at some examples from the Bible of Jesus saying no to people. And then we will walk through some practical action steps for figuring out when should I say no how to do it, and how to handle possible fallout from setting those healthy boundaries. Before we open the Bible together, I will share my usual disclaimer. I am a licensed professional counselor and marriage and family therapist um, in South Carolina of the USA, but this podcast is not therapy. Uh, Nothing I'm going to share is personal or professional advice, and check out the link in the show notes, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling for some of um, my feedback, my ideas, my thoughts. Um, If you are thinking about counseling, about how to go about that process and connect with a great counselor. But let's start, before we get into maybe the counseling side of what we're talking about today, let's start with scripture. I want our conversation today about how to say no, how to set healthy boundaries, to be grounded in Matthew chapter 5. It's toward the end of the chapter, verses 33 to 37, where Jesus is talking about don't break an oath. In fact, don't even swear an oath at all. And then in verse 37, he says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So clearly we see here, it's okay to say no. And actually, it is a good thing to say no if we need to say no. He is very clear here that we do not want to make a promise, make a commitment. We do not want particularly to promise something to the Lord. And of course, at the time that Jesus was speaking these words um, in the Gospel of Matthew, There were a lot of regulations and particular practices within the Jewish um, community. And so I know that Jesus is, is pressing into some of that, but this is still so applicable to us today. We may not struggle specifically within a religious context of needing to follow all the rules and regulations, but all of us need to be able to discern when should I say yes, when should I say no, And then we need to give the appropriate response. We don't want to say yes to something and have to come back um, and say no later on or not really do a great job or wind up having to say no to something else because, whoops, we already filled our schedule or we already spent all of our time or money or emotions and we don't have anything left for something that actually would have been 
a much better thing to say yes to. So that is where I am coming from in this conversation. All we need to say is simply yes or no. And let's look at some examples of Jesus saying no to people um, during his time here on earth with an incredibly important ministry, and yet he still said no to people when it was appropriate. I'm just going to stick in the Gospel of Matthew here. So in Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 to 50, we see Jesus talking to the crowd, and they tell him that his mother and his brothers are outside wanting to speak to him. So what does he say? He does not say, oh, of course, yes. He does not interrupt himself (laughs) for a variety of reasons. You can go read the scripture yourself. Um, But for a number of reasons, Jesus basically says no. He does not leave and go talk to his mother and brothers. Instead, he creates a teaching opportunity about what discipleship really is. So he doesn't say, no, I don't want to talk to my mom. He reframes the question, the opportunity, and the conversation, but ultimately he is saying no. He's not following along with these people who are telling him that his mother and brothers are outside wanting to talk to him. If we move along in the Gospel of Matthew, we see chapter 19, verses 13 to 15. The disciples are rebuking people who are bringing children to Jesus. And he says, no, let the children come to me. He doesn't go along with the crowd. At that time, in that culture, the children had had no standing, no social standing. There was no reason for Jesus to allow them his, his attention or his presence or his touch or his words. And yet, instead of going along with culture, going along with his friends, he says, no, let the children come to me. We see in Matthew chapter 20. 20 verses 20 to 28, the disciples, James and John, have their mother come and ask Jesus, let my children, let my sons sit at your right and left hand in the kingdom of God. Does Jesus say yes? No, he doesn't. He doesn't outright say, no way, lady. He doesn't say the word no, at least as recorded in scripture. He says, you don't know what you're asking. I cannot agree to that promise, is basically what he says. He corrects their line of thinking. And of course, as he so often does, he moves that into a teaching opportunity. And then my last example is from Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 to 27, where this is just one of many examples where the chief priests and the elders, so basically the leaders of the community, the most important people in the Jewish community, ask Jesus a direct question. They're basically challenging him. And he doesn't say yes. He doesn't give in. He doesn't answer the question. But he doesn't technically say no. He simply refuses to answer. Now, as we, in our conversation here, move into practical steps of how to say no, generally speaking, I'm not going to encourage you to say to just stay silent and like totally refuse to answer the other person but we know from the interactions Jesus has again and again with the chief priests and the elders they're challenging him and he's not giving into that he's not going to get in a power struggle he's not going to get into a debate that he knows is fruitless he simply moves on and he does not let his mission or his ministry get derailed by the leaders of the group So I think we get it, right? Jesus did not always say 
Yes, he did not always go with the crowd or with his friends or with the leaders of the community. He did what was right in the moment. He said yes when it was appropriate and he said no when it was appropriate. So let's move into some practical strategies for how we can build our comfort and our skill with saying no. And the first step, my friends, is not so much the words that we're going to say or the tone of voice or the look on our face as we say it. Our first step is to clarify for ourselves, for our family, what are our priorities? Because this is how we will discern, should I say yes to this person or this opportunity, or do I need to say no? So if you have not identified what are the things in your life that are essential, that you do say yes to, if you don't know what those top priorities are, the people, the activities, the items that go on your calendar or into your daily routine, if you don't know those priorities, you are a lot more likely to say yes to things and then later regret it and wind up not having time for the people or the things that are most important to you. In the book, um, it's by Stephen Covey. I think it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about these things being the big rocks. We need to fill our schedule and our calendar first with the big rocks, the things that are most important We need to say yes to them. We need to prioritize them. And then we know how much space do I have mentally? How much time do I have? How much emotional space do I have to let some of the smaller things fit in? Because if they don't fit, then they don't fit. And then we'll move into how do we say no. But that is our first step. Clarify your priorities. And the priorities that I encourage, (laughs) that I work on in the counseling room, the priorities that I have for this podcast, our four pillars are in order on purpose, that we are here to love God, to love ourselves, to take care of ourselves, our mental health, our emotional health, to love our family, and to love others. And knowing that order of priorities makes it a little bit easier to figure out in the moment, do I need to say yes to this thing that's coming up, or do I need to say no. So that is the first step. Take some time to clarify, maybe even write down what are your priorities. Our second step is to prepare for the actual moment of saying no. And this is often the really awkward part. So I have three ideas here, three strategies that will help you get ready to actually say the words, out loud to another person face to face when it's feeling really awkward and then we'll talk about how to stay strong when they respond because that's the part you have even less control over but to prepare yourself for the moment of saying no first you need to know your own weak spots if you already know where you are weak then you can you can prepare for it you can preach to yourself in advance you can change your thought process so that you're more comfortable saying no So some really common struggles there. Um, A lot of people struggle. They have kind of a thought process like, oh, but they can't do it without me. I, I really am the best person who can help them out with this. And I would challenge you there, my friend, to check your pride because there are actually very few things in life where you are the only person who can handle it. 
And those things will probably all happen within the family unit because you are your husband's only wife and you are your children's only mother. And so, yes, for them, if it's your kid needing like a special mom thing, okay, you are the only person that can be their mom and fulfill that. But most of the time, this is a problem because we find ourselves thinking that when it's, you know, it's the school bake sale and it's true, you make the best pies in town, everybody knows it, you're amazing, and you find yourself thinking, oh, they just can't do it without me. If I'm not there, the bake sale will be a failure. It might be true that the bake sale is not as good this year, but it is rarely true that they can't do it without you. So that's a common weak spot and prepare in advance. If you know that that thought is gonna pop in your head, how are you going to respond to it in your own head? And another really common weak spot is finding ourselves thinking, oh gosh, I just don't wanna, I don't wanna let people down. I don't want to make their life harder. I wanna help. And if that thought is popping in your head, you find yourself tempted to say yes, even when you should say no, because you're afraid that you will let them down, well, again, I would challenge you to find a response in your own head to your own thought process that gets you more comfortable saying no. And what I would encourage you to do is remind yourself, you actually are saying no to something. In the moment, you know, your, your friend is asking you, hey, can you be a part of the bake sale? Can you lead it this year? Because you're just so amazing. You don't want to let people down. In the moment, it might feel good to say yes. You see the big smile, everyone is relieved, it feels good. But down the line, you are going to have to say no to something because you're going to need time to bake those pies and drive in and run the bake sale or obviously whatever the actual situation is. You're going to have to say no to free time in your schedule, to um, sleep or self-care time. You might have to say no to a date night with your husband or to a really meaningful conversation with your kids because you've said yes to something that actually was not your priority. And then the third um, weak spot that I would highlight because it's really common is that some of us feel so anxious at the idea of saying no, at the reaction that we might get, that we babble on and on and on, and the next thing we know, we've, we've said yes. <laughs> even though it's kind of like, wait, how did that even happen? And so if that's your weak spot, you feel these really strong emotions, you wind up babbling and wind up actually saying yes, then I would encourage you, again, review those priorities. Have a planned response in your own head when that emotion pops up and you become aware of it, what are you going to do to stop the babble and to move on so that you can say no? Whatever your weak spot is, my friend, figure it out so that you can prepare for that moment. Change your thought process so that you can, you know, the thought might pop up, oh, I just, oh, I really don't want to let this person down. You can respond to it in your own head, Jessica. Yes, it might upset them. It might make them sad in the moment, but they will figure it out. And I really don't have time for this commitment. And that often will help us feel a little more confident, a little more, uh, a little more strong about our response of saying no. And the second piece here is to practice. Practice saying the word. <laughs> Look yourself in the mirror and say no out loud. Like let the word come out. Say no as often as possible if you really need to build comfort with the word. 
especially if it's things that are really obvious. Someone invites you to that bake sale and you're thinking, I do not make very good pies. I am not a very good baker. Nobody likes my food. I always eat out. Why are they asking me? Well, that's a pretty obvious time when you can practice. Just flat say the words. Say, oh, no, not this year. Thank you for the invitation, but no. Use the actual word. And you might find it easiest to start with digital requests. If someone sends you a text message or a Facebook message, you can practice saying no. It's usually a little easier if we are not face-to-face. And then the third tip that I would have for preparing for the actual moment of saying no is it might be helpful to have a go-to response that you've already prepared and practiced. And this would be something like, Every single time someone invites you to do something, whether it's the bake sale or do you want to join the choir at church or um, let's plan this big family vacation, it'll be so fun. Everything, whether you think from your gut in the moment, ooh, that's probably a yes or ooh, that's probably a no, regardless, to just have a go-to response that sounds something like, thank you for the invitation. I'm going to need to check our family calendar and get back to you. Or you might say, I think that is an awesome idea. I'm going to need to check on it with my family and make sure everyone's on board and I will get back to you. So basically, have a go-to response that delays the actual no. And you might come back and say yes. I mean, that obviously is fine. (laughs) What we're talking about here is feeling comfortable in the moment, setting a boundary and saying no. So let's recap these three ideas to prepare for the the moment, the hard moment, the awkward moment. First, you need to know your own weak spots so that you are ready to challenge your own thought process. Second, you need to practice and actually use the word no as much as possible, starting with whenever it is most comfortable, or at least when it is the least uncomfortable. (laughs) And third, have a go-to response Something like, thank you for the invitation, I'm going to check our family calendar, or I'm going to check on that with my husband, or um, I never want to add something to the calendar until I've double-checked what's hanging on the wall calendar at home, you know, whatever it is. Have a go-to response already prepared and practiced. Okay, so then, (laughs) the fun part, how do we stay strong? We have practiced, we've said no, or we've given them our go-to response, oh, I'm going to check the calendar, Well, what happens when they respond? Some of the most common responses are you get the guilt trip. They're trying to guilt trip you into saying yes, because who knows what the reason is, but you wind up feeling guilty as the conversation goes on, or they get angry, or they get kind of panicked or worried. So let's talk about those three. I mean, sometimes you might say no, and they say, oh, okay, conversation over, and they move on. That's probably not the time when you're feeling stuck. So if they're giving you the guilt trip, just leave. Find a way to politely exit the conversation, okay? Just say, oh, you know what? I really, I can't change my answer on that. I'll be be happy to get back to you or I'll be happy to think about it more, but goodbye. (laughs) Get out of the conversation. If they get angry, get out of the conversation, okay? (laughs) You don't need to explain yourself again and again and again. If they're guilt tripping you, if they're getting angry, if their response is making you feel uncomfortable, then just wrap up the conversation. You can be polite about it. You might need to repeat what you already said. I promise I'm going to check the calendar and I will get back to you. Or you might just need to say, you know what? I'm afraid I have to run. I'll talk to you later. Leave the conversation if their response is making things uncomfortable. 
Another possible response, though, is that they might be in crisis mode. They've been planning the bake sale for forever, and their their person just you know got sick, and now they can't do it, and they're in a bind. They're stuck. So they might be panicked. They might be worried. They might feel stressed out, and you can see that in their response when you say no. And if you can, I think your response here depends on yourself and how strong you are at standing firm with your no. Because if you think, gosh, if I try to help them solve this problem, I'm just going to give in and wind up saying yes, then it's probably going to be best to exit, to again, get out of the conversation, follow up later if there are ways that you can help them. But hopefully in the moment, you are clear enough in your priorities, you've said no clearly enough to the person, you might be able to try to help them solve the problem without saying yes. So that might, if we think about the bake sale, you might know that your neighbor down the street is an amazing organizer and makes the world's best chocolate fudge. And you can say, you know what, let me check with my neighbor because she might be a great pick for someone to lead the bake sale. You know, you might be able to offer a different person, offer a different idea, offer to help maybe on a different weekend. I can't do it then, but I'm not saying no forever. Maybe we could change the time or the schedule. So if there is a way that you could help without breaking your own boundaries, without changing your no into a yes because you're feeling guilty or they got angry and it got awkward, if you can, try to help them solve the problem. Um, You know, it's not like you want to cut them out of your life just to set a healthy boundary. And then in the moment, if you're feeling awkward, remind yourself of your priorities and pray. Ask God to give you strength. Ask God to, to handle the problem, whatever it is. Ask him to give you peace beyond your understanding. Pray in the moment so that you can stand strong in your boundaries, so you can give a wise yes or a wise no. And if some help is needed, ask the Lord to be a part of that solution. And then let's close out our conversation thinking about how to handle the fallout because sometimes people do get angry. Sometimes it gets really awkward because we had to say no. And I would first remind you, maybe it's a challenge, maybe it's a reminder. If your yes is required for the relationship to work, it's probably not a very healthy relationship. And so if you really feel like I have to say yes or my husband's going to leave me, or I have to say yes, or this person won't be my friend anymore, then other work is needed because that is not healthy for a relationship. We all need boundaries, even in our marriage, even with our kids, even with our very best friends, we need boundaries. And so if you have to say yes all the time for the relationship to continue, then something needs to change. But what is most likely to happen with the fallout is it feels really awkward for a while. And, you know, if if it's someone you can avoid, you know, it's that person at school and every time you see them, they're asking you about the bake sale and you're like, I've said no a thousand times. Try to avoid them. Just like wait for the bake sale to end and then invite them out for coffee and you could ask how it went or, you know, whatever. It might be someone where you just say, let's just cool the relationship briefly for a little while. Let's avoid each other so that we're not continually in an experience where they're getting frustrated, you're getting frustrated, anger is building, bitterness is building. That's not helpful in the long term. Where that really becomes a sticking point, though, is if it is a family member. 
if you have said no, if you, if you have needed to set a boundary with a family member and it got awkward, they got angry, they're upset, you know, you're struggling with that, my biggest encouragement there, my friends, would be to increase communication at least for a while until you've kind of gotten to the other side of the fallout. And if you can, increase fun quality time together where you can talk about things that are separate from whatever the situation is, whatever the boundary is, where you can just have fun together, you can connect together without the elephant in the room (laughs) and increase that communication to talk about the elephant, to give it a name, to sit down, to have the awkward conversations because with a family member, with someone we are really close to, yes, we need to have boundaries. Sometimes we need to say no, but we don't want that relationship to become strained and frustrated and difficult. And I do have a resource. Um, I'll let me, I'll make a note (laughs) to put it in the show notes. Uh, The 10 point conflict resolution checklist might be helpful here if you find yourself saying no and now all of a sudden there's a lot of tension there's a lot of conflict that checklist might be a helpful starting point Um, but just talking things through and spending time together focused on other things can often help uh, help us kind of move to the other side if there's some fallout because we said no so friends let's recap When we think about how to say no, how to set healthy boundaries, how to stop being a people pleaser, we need to remind ourselves of the words of Jesus. Matthew 5, 37, all you need to say is simply yes or no. It is okay, friends, to say no. It is a good and healthy thing. And some practical ways to do that to build our comfort. First, clarify your priorities. Second, prepare for the moment so you are ready you are mentally ready you're emotionally ready you know your weak spots you've practiced you have a go-to response that's already prepared prepare yourself for saying no third you're going to need to be ready to stay strong no matter how they respond if it's a guilt trip if they get angry if they're panicked stay firm in the moment or if you don't think you can get out of the conversation (laughs) exit the conversation be polite but move on. And fourth, make sure that you don't just ignore the fallout, but that you handle it, that you respond to it. It might be appropriate to avoid someone for a little while until things cool down. It might be that you need to work on a relationship that isn't very healthy with the boundaries. And it might be that some conflict resolution, increasing communication, increasing fun quality time for a while to kind of rebuild that connection, especially with a family member, might be really helpful. And that's all I've got for you today, friends. I would love to know your experiences of saying no. Hop into the private Facebook group and let us know. That is a place for us to encourage one another and help one another. And saying no is hard, let's be honest. So I would encourage you, hop into the group, be a part of this community. And let me just close with a reminder to leave your review, your written review for the podcast and get me a copy of that screenshot, uh, post it in your stories on Instagram, wherever you want, tag me at love your people well, so that you can be entered into our 50th episode celebration, the giveaway. Join us for the workshop next week, October 27th. Hop into the show notes to grab your copy of the conflict resolution checklist. And most importantly, my friends, just say no. 
practice setting those healthy boundaries. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.